The Talking Point with Kathy Mosasana, weekdays, 9 a.m. till midday. So we continue the conversation then this morning, still reflecting on the impact of this looting that we have been seeing. Uh, joining me now, Jackie Maimin is the CEO of the Independent Community Pharmacy Association. Jackie, good morning to you and thanks for your time today. Good morning, Jackie. Good morning. Can you hear me? Yes, yes. I can hear you loud and clear now. Um, thank you so much for being available to to speak to us. As, as the pharmaceutical sector, you have been also uh, quite hit by this violence. Perhaps give us a sense of the network of your members and how they've been affected. Certainly. Um, thank you. So the Independent Community Pharmacy Association is an association of 1,200 independently owned community pharmacies. So we're the small pharmacies Mm, based mm. within the communities. So um, it started in KwaZulu-Natal, as we are already aware. And the first first day or two, we had 20 of our pharmacies in KZN looted. Um, Unfortunately, that has risen. Um, We've also got pharmacies in Mamelodi, Katlahong, that have been affected now as well. And we're now currently sitting at 47 pharmacies that have been damaged, looted, and uh, some of them, many of them, completely emptied. Two of them burnt to the ground. It's a very sad day where carers within the community Mm. have been devastated like this. And one of the things that is important about the independent pharmacies is that oftentimes they will position themselves in communities that have traditionally and historically struggled in some respects to be able to access healthcare services or provision of even um, services such as having a pharmacy not too far from from where you live. And they tend to form very strong relationships with, with those communities as well. You're absolutely correct. Um, So 40% of our members are in rural or disadvantaged areas. And as you've also said, those pharmacists are easily accessible. They are open long hours, very many of them seven days a week, open till late at night. And so they become the caregiver um, for the people in that community. Mm. And many of our pharmacists have seen people from from cradle right up until, you know, they, they basically, the people in the community grow up with the pharmacist. And, you know, this looting of these pharmacies, these are small pharmacies. They are, we, we're going to rely on insurers and that takes time. It's going to be months before these pharmacies can get back on their feet. And what this means is that the supply of that health information, chronic medicines, acute medicines, over-the-counter medicines, has been interrupted and um, it worries me because not only did we lose all of our medicines, we Mm. lost many of the patient records and where are these people going to get their chronic medicines from now? There are many vulnerable people out there that relied on these pharmacies. So right now we're doing our best to ensure that our patients, that there's continuity of care, Mm. 
but yeah it's it's been really devastating for our pharmacy owners you know as we're speaking jackie you're you're reminding me of a story that um a conversation i was having with uh, somebody who runs an independent pharmacy and has one in a local in a local community and and was actually saying that you know for the elderly what they have been doing since covid is because you know the the elderly are so much more vulnerable um given the the age and some of the comorbidities that they they're living with is that they've actually been giving some of their supplies for for free to people over the age of of 85 because they they're very invested in ensuring that they try and save the lives of uh, of these clients again clients that they would have been with over over the years and 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 I guess it just speaks to how communities in this instance are going to be left with such a big gap to fill that we know our public sector is simply not going to be able to respond to. Yes, no, you're 100% correct there. You know, I think from the um, the small community independent pharmacy, um, you know, we would do outreach. We would, uh, we deliver to our vulnerable patients, you know, especially during the hard lockdowns when people were afraid of coming into facilities such as pharmacies, we were able to deliver. We would, we've got uh, platforms where we are able to interact with our patients mm. um, on our face-to-face, you know, in the um, comfort of their home, we're able to talk to them. And um, yes, it's, it's a very necessary part of care that our pharmacies were providing. The other thing we are very concerned about is that in the KZN area, um, a number of wholesaler and distributors have been hit as well. So this is a severe interruption of our supply chain. So even the pharmacies that have not been hit, that are trading, their supply of medicines now has been affected. Um, And so there are serious concerns about shortages of medicines, saying that I really don't want people to rush out and start stocking up because that'll just really make the situation even worse. Mm. But what we are doing is, you know, trying to re-secure that supply chain and ensure that people that require help will get it. Jackie, one of the things that, you know, people are going to be asking themselves is around this medication that has been looted because you have medication that is often only given um, by prescription from doctors that has also been stolen. What what should people be, be aware of? And, and what do you think this medication is going to be used for? Well, this is exactly it. The pharmacies that have been hit, their entire shelves have been cleaned out. So this is anything from your uh, cholesterol medicine right up to your powerful painkillers, cancer drugs, Um, It's very concerning that these prescription-only medicines are now out there. And I would really urge people that if you are offered medicine of any kind, not to accept it unless it is through a a proper channel. In other words, prescribed by your doctor and dispensed by a pharmacy or a dispensing doctor. Please don't accept medicines from any other sources because there are millions of rands worth of medicines out there. And if people start taking them without the proper instructions and proper care, 
these medicines can be very dangerous in the wrong hands. Mm-hmm. Have, have, have the pharmacies that are part of your network been involved at all with helping government in the distribution of vaccines? Absolutely. Um, so the, there's a pharmacy in Durban City, which was one of our big vaccination centers. And there are, I believe, about 106 vaccination centers that are actually closed at the moment, which is a serious interruption in the supply of vaccines to people that, the, that need them. Um, as far as I know, in our um, pharmacies, there were only two that were actual vaccination centers. The others are reports from some of the corporate um, sites. And there again, I also want to say to people, please, if you are offered a COVID vaccination from anything other than a, an approved vaccination site, don't take it, please. These vaccines need to be stored under very specific cold chain requirements. And as soon as they've been removed from the fridge by lay people, they are no longer um, functional. I can't think of the word that mm, I need right mm, now. Mm, mm. So, so effectively, um, the efficacy of the of the vaccine is reduced once it is taken out of the cold storage chain that and held at the temperature that it needs to be held at. Correct, correct. These are biological materials. Um, the Pfizer vaccine, in particular, is very sensitive to light and to temperature changes. So, as soon as it is taken out of its um, container and out of the fridge. It is no longer efficacious. And, um, you know, this is a biological material where if in our um, environment was no longer effective, we would dispose of it in a very specific way because it is a biological material. Um, So please stay away from any vaccines that are not being offered through the proper channels. Mm -hmm. Do we know at all how many vaccines were part of those that were stolen? I don't have numbers there, but I do know that on the 12th, we were 50,000 vaccinations down. So in other words, we knew we were going to hit about 170,000. Only 120,000 were given. So that's 50,000 people in one day that were less covered than we anticipated. And obviously that has, has been severely impacted the day after that. And today's vaccinations will be affected. So it's, it is far-reaching. Jackie, let me thank you so much for coming onto the show today and breaking all of that down for us. Jackie Maiman is the CEO of the Independent Community Pharmacy Association. And I think we should really take heed to the health warnings that she is speaking about. And now that we have all of this medication that um, is within communities and the potential of it circulating.